Welcome to the Ditch the Suits podcast, where we get real about the stuff no one in the financial world wants you to know about. Learn how you can better manage your family's wealth while protecting it from financial exploitation and so-called financial advisors. Here's to your financial awakening. Welcome your host, Steve Campbell and Travis Moss. Well, welcome back to Ditch the Suits podcast. Steve Campbell here with you. Today, we are going to be continuing our conversation around working with a financial professional and what you need to know before you ever engage with their services. In our first episode, we broke down a question a reporter was asking various financial professionals about why they can't just hire a good financial advisor to provide hourly advice to tell them what they need to know, much like an attorney would. Today, we want to talk about what good attorneys really charge and how they can charge, such as hourly, by the job, or even on a percentage base and how many financial planners and their firms do not have a compensation model for this. Most financial planners are compensated in some way for asset gathering, selling products, and the total amount of revenue generated to their firms. So stick with us so that you understand how paying for services is vital to any relationship in working with a financial advisor, and so you can better evaluate the value you are receiving. As always, if you haven't already, please subscribe and follow this podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd also love to earn a five-star rating and have you leave a review. Your review and rating can help somebody else become a believer. Our sole goal is to help you get the most from your money in life. So as always, thanks for stopping by. Welcome back to Ditch the Suits podcast. Steve Campbell here with Travis Moss. This is uh, episode number two in a three-part series that we've been talking about. Trying to find a financial professional, financial planner that can charge an hourly rate to get the advice that you really are desperately seeking for. Right, that's the whole point. You you have questions in your life that you want somebody to help you understand that involve all facets from retirement, income planning, taxes, gifting money to your kids. How do our investments fit into that? And you're hoping and believing that there's somebody out there that that can charge an hourly rate to provide this kind of advice to you. In the first episode, we kind of gave this uh, question that a writer reporter was asking about this question: Why don't more financial professionals work on an hourly rate, much like attorneys do? So let's now fast forward. We answered that. If you missed it in the last episode, go listen to it. I think it provides a lot of great context for this conversation. But now you're here looking for this fee-only planner charging an hourly rate, much like attorneys do. How do we start to make sense of this? Travis, what what are some things we want our listeners to take away? Well, we're talking about professionals and we were talking about good financial advisors from the last episode and this arrangement, this hourly arrangement like attorneys would, right? So I'm 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 just as harsh on attorneys as I am on financial advisors because I've worked with so many good attorneys and I've run across so many bad attorneys. There, mm-hmm. you know, this whole question about good, you know, good service providers. Well, guess what the really good attorneys charge? You walk into a really good attorney that can fix your problems. Uh, same thing with a CPA, a really good CPA can fix your problems. They're not going to bother with you for an hourly charge. Right. They can just say, write a check. Here's what you owe us. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pay them. And the reason you're going to pay them is because you know they're going to fix your problem. You know that they're going to make a difference in your life. Yep. So we're under the assumption that good attorneys all charge hourly. And so why don't financial advisors or good CPAs all charge hourly? Or why don't fin- financial you know, advisors do the same? They don't all charge hourly, not for all the work they do. They might charge hourly for you to sit down with them and do an initial consultation or something. They might charge hourly for some more generic work. But the ones that are in really high demand, 
they can literally pick their own, you know, what they want to work in. They're not all hourly. Right. Think about it like this. Have you ever gotten a notice that there's a class action lawsuit that you can participate in? Those aren't hourly attorneys. They're making a percentage. They're making a big percentage. And the thing there is we recover $20 million for you. We want 40% of it. Because guess what? Without us, you don't get nothing. Yeah. There's really good CPAs out there that do that. You go to them and they say, look, we're going to save you for your business, you know, and your restructure and everything. We'll probably make a $20 million difference for you. And for that, you're going to pay us 5 million bucks. It doesn't matter if it takes us an hour to do it or a thousand hours to do it. That's the fee. Yeah. So the first thing that I want to say is I, I think that we need to understand that there are times when you're asking for things that really truly are I need to make sure I, I need to sit down and really find out if I'm on the right track. And I need somebody who would understand if I'm on the right track to tell me whether or not they need to hire I need to hire somebody else. Right. It's kind of like if back to the doctors and stuff. If I go to my my general my you know, my my regular doctor, right? Yep. I'm having a brain freeze in the correct terminology there. But if let's say I go to my regular doctor and they look at something like you need to go see a specialist right? You're going to probably expect also that special is going to be more expensive. Right. Um, and there's going to be all kinds of tests and stuff that are kind of come with that. But that doctor said, look, you need to go there. So maybe I sit down with somebody who I do find that will charge an hourly fee, but they may actually recommend me that I need to get into this class action lawsuit. That's a percentage-based thing or that there's a fixed fee for just a job or possibly I can you know do it by the hour. So I think one of the challenges that we have when we're looking at this question is not everything should be hourly. Yeah. Uh, and I want to unpack that a little bit and explain it. First of all, we talked prior that a lot of firms don't have a compensation model for this. So you're trying to find probably a fee-only firm that's saying we have some flexibility in how we charge. So we do that, right? We'll, we have flexibility now. We can charge hourly we charge flat fee, we charge percentage, depends on the job. Most yep. of the time though, we avoid hourly. And there's a couple of reasons why we avoid hourly. And we're going to get into, I think, the practical application of financial advice that you think you want hourly, but you really need a more broader breadth of advice. So for instance, I don't want to get ahead to the next episode, but I do want to kind of do some foreshadowing. If you come in and you say, I need you to tell me what pension option to take, or I need you to tell me whether or not I should do a Roth conversion, or I need you to tell me whether or not to sign up for social security or how much I need to sell my business for. That is not the back of the napkin type of financial calculation that can be done in an hour. So if you wanted to work with me on an hourly basis for that, maybe that would take 35 hours worth of background and and work up and discussion and decision-making on your part, where I need to understand what and how you're doing things to understand which situation is going to be best for you to give you the good direction. I have people, sometimes they come in and they've got their spreadsheet and their financial projections. Like, we just want you to look at this and tell us if it's correct. How can I possibly do that? Right. I need to understand the information myself. So I need to build my own projection. Then I can compare your projection to my projection. And then I can tell you what you're maybe overestimating or underestimating and how you've put it together. Just because you did the pre-work doesn't mean that I can trust your work. If I'm a fiduciary, I'm legally responsible. 
Yep. I'm not going to trust your work. How many hours of experience do you have in this? Right. So I can't just look at it for an hour and say, yep, looks good. Because if it doesn't look good and I don't tell you that, if I'm good, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's going to be a big issue. Yeah. And I want somebody who's good, right? When I look for a financial, if you could find a good financial advisor who was hourly and they were available, you know, pretty easy to get into, your spider senses should be going off all over the place because there's only so many hours in a day. True. And if you're good at this, if you're good at giving financial advice, not selling products, but being a fiduciary and giving financial advice, your phone rings off the hook. You have more demand than you can actually fulfill. So if you called me and said, hey, Travis, I heard that you do a really good job with financial planning. I want to come in and pay you by the hour. I might say, look, sometime in January or February. And you're like, hey, I just need an hour. When can, you know, can I get, get in sooner? No. You know, there's that much demand for it. So when you find that hourly advisor, if they're good, it's not that easy actually to get in to see them. And they have a limited amount of hours. So one of the challenges that you have there is most financial advisors, if they have a firm or belong to a firm that's large, meaning more than themselves and an assistant, they have to charge more than just their time. Yeah. Because you got overhead. Yep. And you got to develop young people to come in and, and, and help you expand when more people want advice and all that kind of stuff cover for you when you're on. I mean, like, think about it. If you only pay your advisor for their time, you know who's not on the clock when they're on vacation? Your advisor. It doesn't matter how much you need them. They're on vacation. You only pay them for their time. You only get their time when it's available. Let's pretend though that you only wanted, you think that you want two, three, four hours. So if I am a good financial advisor and if my typical client, I make $20,000 a year off of and I can handle, let's say, 100 of those a year. Let's say that that's how it works for me. I'm not saying that that's us or anything. I'm just trying to do some easy math here, right? Yep. So I have 100 slots where I might make $20,000 a year for the, the scope of my work. And I'm good because I'm pretty much full, right? Maybe there's a couple of slots open. That means I'm pretty darn good. You come along and are like, I'm going to pay you $250 to take up one of your slots. I normally make 20. You're going to pay me 250. No, I'm sorry. If you want access to the type of advice I have, you have to fit into one of those slots. This is part of the reason why it's so hard to find them because I don't need people to pay me hourly. I have people that come in and pay us for a, a, a scope of work that right. is broad because one of the things that happens when somebody comes in hourly, what they're saying is, I think I got it all figured out. I need you to answer a couple of questions I have. Listen, I'm not hiring you. You're not going to be one of my employees. I, am I going to invest that kind of time in you? I could be making twenty thousand. I'm making two fifty. Question, you know, issue number one. Every experience I've had with that, because we've had a, a time in our past where we did hourly like that. You could come in and just hire us hourly. We put like a maximum amount that we're going to charge you, and then we kind of go. What happens is, is the client tries to do the work, but they don't know what they're doing. Yep. So I can't get anywhere. I can't actually get the work done. And we spend a lot of time talking about certain concepts and needing to talk about things that they don't want to talk about. Like, listen, we can't talk about which pension option you're going to take until we talk about your investments and what you're doing with your investments. And 
while we're on that topic, I see here that you're investing in penny stocks and crypto and emerging market funds and all kinds of weird stuff. Do you understand the risk association with that and how that's going to impact survivorship planning with your pension selection? You think it's an hour. When I look at it, I'm like, this is 30 hours worth of work. So if I say, okay, we'll charge you by the hour, but it's going to be 30 hours worth of work, whatever the hourly rate is times 30, that's what we expect you to pay. So most of the time when you hire an attorney by the hour, you know what they require? A deposit. Yeah. Because they know that you you think I'm going in just to talk quickly about you know this issue, and they're like, yeah, you can, but if we're going to work on it, you got to put ten thousand dollars down, and we'll start billing against that ten thousand. We'll come to you when we need more money. So they're not allowing you to kind of you know take them on without making a commitment. It's no different in 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 our profession if you're dealing with a good planner. Because a, a good planner, a good fiduciary who really is holistic and gets into things is going to look at it and go, I cannot legally stand, be, I cannot stand behind my advice as a fiduciary. I am not going to take on the legal risk of giving you advice based on what you have shown me in this hour. I need more information. So you're not going to have a good experience in that regard that because you're going to, a good planner is going to say, I can't tell you, you know, short of technical things, in which case you could probably find most of that stuff on the internet. Right. Like how's survivorship benefit work on social security, that stuff you can find on the internet. And again, why would they want to spend that time with you if it's taking up one of their client spots that they can make exorbitantly more money because their skills are in that high of a demand? So one of our challenges is, is, you know, there are there there's a contingency amongst us that are do it yourselves. And I think you talk about this a lot of times. People have had bad experiences or people who I, I, I think I can figure most of this stuff out myself. Yep. There are really smart people out there who can get half the job done. But there is a reason why good planners have tens of thousands of hours of experience. Yeah. They do know more things than somebody who spends a couple hundred hours, you know, kind of grinding through the internet and trying to figure out how certain things work. Yep. And to ignore that is kind of naive, right? Right. So whether it's law, tax, financial planning, it doesn't matter. There's just things you don't know. You don't know. And good planners, that's why you, that's why I go keep going back to that good planner. Well, good planner is somebody who knows what you don't know. And they are sometimes going to stand up and say, Hey, as much as you want that, you can't have that. That's not right for you. You need to be able to, you need to decide if you're going to commit to this or not. And if you're going to commit to this, I'd love to help you. If not, sorry, you know, you can keep doing it on your own. I think it's interesting too, because we we we'll we'll meet with somebody. We don't charge them for the first meeting, right? And we gather all this background information on them and we'll answer questions during that meeting, like as much as we can, again, without putting ourselves at fiduciary risk. And we'll come back to them, we'll say, listen, we, you know, we heard your questions. And here's what we propose to answer your questions. You have a lot of questions here that cannot be answered in just an hourly format. Or you'd be paying $30,000 in hourly fees. So we're going to propose a program that's going to cost $30,000 or something like that. And we're just going to commit to it. You're committing to pay for it. We're committing the time to it. We're going to make sure that you have dedicated time and dedicated expertise to getting you on track. Yep. And we think, based on our experience looking at this, that that will save you 
or make you more money, in some way increase your net wealth over time by six or seven figures. And here's the range. Some people come back and say, well, exactly how much? And we say, well, we don't know until we do the work, right? right. Like I, I can tell you, I know that it's going to be hundreds, if not millions, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, but I can't tell you the exact number because I haven't done the work to do that yet. Yep. But I can tell you out of experience. So again, good advisors can give you a kind of a parameter. They're not going to give you an exact number because as fiduciary, that would be a violation, right? I don't know the exact number, so I can't give it to you, but I can give you a range based on my experience. And that's what we're going to work towards. And the question then is, what is it worth to save six or seven figures or to make six or seven figures, right? So I get it that you want, like, I just want you to tell me, I'm going to go figure it out myself. Right. But if I tell you as somebody who is very good at this, this is something that you, you're really going to struggle doing by yourself. Even if I give you the advice, number one, it's not just an hour's mm-hmm. worth of advice, but it, it, there's some complexities in there and some things that you need to be aware of that we need to go through. It's going to cost $10,000, but I think it'll make over, because I've looked at your taxes, because you gave that to us ahead of time. I've looked at your statements. I kind of understand what you're doing. I think it's going to make a $250,000 or more difference to you. And you're like, I don't, I'm not paying $10,000. I only want to pay for the hour. What are you doing? Right. $10,000 for a quarter million dollars or two fifty, dollars or nothing, right? Like, it's like, just, you, and as the professional, that's what we're saying back to you. It's not that you can't hire us by the hour. We can charge by the hour, but there's jobs we don't want to charge by the hour for because you don't understand. It's not an hour. <laughs> Well, and, and as I'm listening to you, I, I I just want to give you know credence to to maybe people's experiences, right? You you work some you, you That's work a great perspective. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it is no, a no, great no. perspective you, that you're coming from. You you worked somewhere. You asked colleagues, hey, who who do you help to to manage your money? And and they gave you names. So so you started this process years ago of interviewing financial professional at XYZ company. And maybe you interviewed another person and and you and your spouse made a decision to move your money to somebody, right? And when you met with them, they asked you the questions and you felt like it was a great first meeting. So maybe you moved some money, all of your money, they they could, what they could basically charge you, right? And you got that set up. Then maybe a couple of years later, you weren't getting exactly the advice you were looking for. And you got a cold call or you attended a a plate liquor event, you know, some speaker came and talked to you about how they could do better with your money. And you thought, you know what, maybe it's worth moving some money, all of our money to this person and see what they can do. And, you know, we kind of talk about the honeymoon phase kicked in again. So you moved your assets to somebody else who promised you the sun, moon, and stars. A couple of years went by and, and, and again, you're looking around and you're seeing maybe people are making money, making decisions. And you're like, what are we getting for what we're paying for? Maybe you stopped there and you became a do-it-yourselfer from that point because you thought, I'm not paying another financial professional because I'm not getting actual any advice. Or maybe you just kept this process going where you went from firm to firm to firm to person to person to person, and you keep getting smarter along the way, but you're still not getting exactly what you're looking for. I know what we do internally as a team. I'm in a lot of meetings. The level of planning that we provide from a holistic standpoint is so different from people's experience that it's hard for them to actually understand what we're talking about because what you're talking about is spending 18 to 30 hours worth of time on a couple situation to help them understand that what pension option you're asking for is a lot more planning than what you think. What social security option? Because it affects the next 20, 30 years, inflation, things you got to bake into it. 
we don't want to just ask you if you have an estate plan and you say, yes, I have a will and we chalk it up and check our box and go, okay, you got an estate plan. There's a lot of questions involved because you have children and all of your children have different maturity levels. They all make different incomes. Some are married, some are not. Some have grandkids, some do not. Some have health issues, some do not. And what happens is as we ask people questions, even those that feel like I'm good, just validate what I'm asking you. We have found that through asking questions, not in a belittling way or in a conviction condemning way, but hey, have you ever thought about this? It is very rare that we don't have people that say, I'd never even considered that. And that might spawn another hour worth of questions. So what we're challenging you with is if our questions lead to an hour worth of more questions, then how much work has to be done to solve the extra hour worth of questions that we ask that no one's ever asked you before? So I think to listeners, don't give up hope that because maybe you've had a couple of experiences with so-called, and we always say so-called, because it's very easy to put on a suit, to work for a company, to study an exam and call yourself a financial professional to, to, to play the part. But there's a lot of consumers that are tired of paying people money to really get nothing more than just let's reallocate your investments every once in a while, or let's move to this mutual fund or that mutual fund. There's real people that need real help around real questions that affect their life, their marriage, the the financial frustrations that they have. Hey, we saved all this money over our entire lifetime, putting away in 401ks and 403bs. How come we don't really have money now to go do the things that we want to do? And it's, well, honey, we're going to have to pay taxes. Well, isn't there a way to to help us minimize our taxes or do something so we can take the vacation you promised me or buy the home you said we could do? What we are so passionate about is helping people understand that money is a tool that allows you to do the things that you want to be able to do. But there's a whole lot of planning that goes involved because it's not just you. It's your spouse when you're no longer here. It's your kids when you guys are both no longer here. It's making sure everything that's present while you're here and when you're gone matches exactly what you want to have happen. So there's no question marks. And can I say that there's a value in getting that level of help? Absolutely. And why? Because I've seen the opposite side of it, which is a lot of people getting a shallow experience with a professional they've paid a whole lot of money to, which has soured their their taste for getting help, but they're still at the end of the day have lots of questions. So as I listen to you, I, I want to help our listeners understand that your situation is, is, is not unique. You're not alone. There's a lot of people out there that, that want to find what you're describing, but don't know where to look. And so I think you helping people understand that there are professionals that can really help you. It seems really simple, but but the process is worth it to go through if, like you said, it can add not only just the financial gains in your life, but the peace and the clarity, right? Which is what mm-hmm. a lot of these financial firms tout in their marketing, the financial peace and the financial freedom. And sleep college, college, college football is big now. And every yeah. commercial is sponsored by XYZ firm, you know, looking at the, the glitz and the glamour of these things. But I know we're so passionate about what we do, and we want to take the time to educate you as listeners to understand what you need to be looking for, but also demanding from 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 financial professionals to get the help that you want to have. So as we kind of wrap up episode number two, I know that as we go back and forth, it always spawns more thoughts. I want to turn it back over to you to bring us home in episode two. I just think that if if you've looked around for a financial planner, if you've been working for with with somebody and, and maybe you've never been able to figure out what you're paying the person, 
Yeah. Or you talk to a friend and you say, Hey, I'm looking for somebody to help me with these financial questions. Who do you use? And they tell, tell you, and you say, well, what do you pay them? And I'm like, I don't, we don't pay them. For most people that sends off spidey senses and they're like, well, that's, or it should, that's too good to be true. And I think the people who listen to this episode, this will make sense. And they'll be like, well, you know, how are they in business? If they don't make any money. Right. Um, it's not just because, you know, the bank is benevolent and they, they're, you know, trying to give away services for free. That's not it. It's, right. it's, they're making money in some fashion or another, but then they go from that to something that we're talking about. And they're like, that's a lot. Well, yeah, because anything more than zero or the, the idea that maybe it's zero, any, anything from unknown to zero to, okay, now I have to pay this charge that somebody's saying that, you know, they're going to require me to pay $8,000 for this financial plan. That's a lot of money. Of course, it's a lot of money. You're comparing it to zero. Right. <laughs> right. right. I, I, if you undressed it, though, you can look at, okay, but what the layers somewhere in there, there's money somebody's making. How much is that? And, and, and we can do that. When you peel back the layers, you go, holy cow, look at all the money that the, that person is where that firm is making. It's not zero. Right. But you maybe just don't see it. Yep. Or if you look at opportunity cost, back to my earlier example. Let's pretend that you know it's it's somewhere between zero and in your opinion not a lot versus in your opinion a lot. But the difference is is that one firm can do X Y Z and one firm can only do A B C. So one firm's going to get you all the way across, all the way to the end, and one firm's just going to get you halfway and then drop you off. Yep. What is the cost of not getting all the way? Right. You know what I mean? Of, of back to the heart surgeon thing. You know, what is, what is the cost of a heart surgeon not buttoning you up correctly and doing follow-up to make sure that everything's working correctly after they patch you up, you know? Yep. What is the cost to you? The same thing in your finances. If you go the cheap route because the expensive route just seemed too expensive and you don't look at the difference in potential outcome. Yep. Again, it's back to if I spend an extra $6,000, but this firm brings to me capabilities that should unlock. I've never had these conversations. We've never talked about this stuff before. They're bringing things up that could unlock, in their opinion, hundreds, of, even if they're half right, you spend $8,000, they unlock, they say they're going to do 300000 they get you one hundred and fifty. That's a good return on your money, don't you think? I mean, like, like that's where we, we have to get to that point too, where we understand what we're comparing it to. Yeah. And we're looking at, okay, there's no free lunch, but no matter what, it's going to look like a lot because of the way these things are packaged and hidden. A good fiduciary, a good advisor, completely transparent. Boom, right in front of your face. This is what it costs you. Yep. If it's not boom, right in front of your face, what it costs you, there's stuff going on behind the scenes that you need to know about. Yeah. Right? So- if it's right in front of you, you can see and you go, boy, that's a lot to, to jump up to that. Your question ought to be, and what's the value I'm going to get from that? And, and if it's a significant value that you can get from it, you need to reconcile that. Yeah. You can't just be, yeah, but I don't want to write the check. You know, I was working on Roth conversions today with somebody. Do we want to pay the income taxes? No. Does the income taxes make long-term, a six or seven figure difference? Yes. You pay it today or you pay more later. Which one do you want to do? Yeah. 
you know, same thing with good advice, whether you, you go and hire an attorney, let's say you, you, somebody sues you for something, you're going to hire the best attorney you can find or the worst attorney you can find. The worst attorney is probably the cheapest attorney. Sometimes right. not, but let's, let's pretend that the, the cheaper attorney is the worst is not as good as the more expensive attorney. The difference is the cheap attorney loses 75% of the cases and the expensive attorney wins 95% of the cases. How important is it to you to win? Yeah. So that's, you know, we have to have this whole kind of comparison between attorneys and financial advisors and CPAs and how they all charge. I think it's fascinating because we need to be a little bit more aware, I think, and we need to have, be open to more information than maybe, you know, our, what our life has particularly exposed us to. Well, and you do a great job of reminding people that have uh, done us the honor and hired our team that when they do see the you know differences that doing certain things in a particular way can save them money, you say, and that's what you pay us for. That's the transparency, right? You're reminding yep. people of when you wrote that check, even if it was tough at the beginning, this is what you're paying us for. The biggest difference is when people don't know what they're paying for, so you can't ascribe value to it. And you also don't understand the actual cost of doing business with somebody you know, for somebody that is working with maybe um, somebody at a major firm, wirehouse, what have you, it's not often that I hear, and this is going to sound super simplistic. Do you do you guys have any idea what you're paying for this investment management? I think one, one and a half percent on $2 million, that's a lot of money. But yeah. because you don't see it on your screen every day, you don't calculate what it's costing you to actually meet with somebody a couple times a year and talk about your IRA. You should be getting far more for what you're paying because that's a car's worth a year, a house worth a year. If that is a worth it to you, and that's what we're trying to help you understand. If at the end of the day, you have everything in front of you and you can ascribe value to it and you say, you know what, for what we're getting, it's worth $45,000 a year, then go for it. Well put. But if, but if at the end of the day, you're like, I didn't realize that's what I'm paying, that's where a majority of people are today. They're paying financial professionals. Now, there are some really good ones out there, but they're paying financial professionals fees that they don't really realize that they're paying that could that could buy you a new car, that could buy you a home. And if you don't understand what you're getting for what you're paying for, you, you could find yourself holding a bag you never wanted to hold. So let's cap here for episode number two in the series. I think episode three will bring it all home for you to give you some good context. Thanks for bearing with us. Again, we know this isn't the sexiest conversation. But it's extremely important for you to understand this because it has the ability, as Travis said, if you get this right, to unlock hundreds of thousands, if not millions, finding an actual good planner that can help you solve the things you're trying to solve. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this entire episode. Uh, we hope that this information has inspired you and empowered you to go out and live your best life. But let's be honest, you might have a question or two about some of the things we talked about today. If this is you, Travis and I are here to help in any way that we can. You can reach out to us and follow us on social media on Facebook at CPG. You can send us an email, uh, info at cpg.com. Just let us know in the email. This is in regards to ditch the suits, a question or topic you might want us to cover. Or you can visit our website, which is cpg.com. That's cpg.com. Head up to that right corner, fill out that contact us button, and just let us know in the comments that this is in regards to ditch the suits. If you have a question, a series of questions, or anything we can do to help you on your journey to financial freedom, Travis and I are here to help. So again, it's your money and it's your life. You only get one shot at this thing. Our job is to make sure you get the most out of it. Thanks for being our guest. And until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Ready to ditch the suits? 
Remember, it's your money and your life. For more information, visit SeedPG.com. That's SeedPG.com. If this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. And be sure to share with a friend.